Hello again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 644. If you'd like to have a copy of it, uh, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Let us know, however, whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. I've got music and letters and a very powerful message from the Word of God. A lot of people talk about um, people uh, in, in the real world. The world out there, where there's all this sexual abuse and murders, and uh, uh, they th- say that people we're letting our people miss the things of the real world. Well, our people have uh, I've taken them to the zoo, and we've taken them to the state fairs, we've taken them to um, ice capades, we've taken them all over the place, uh, and not only that, they go on witnessing crews all over the country. They're on the streets more than any other uh, church that I know of. As a matter of fact, most people say that they've never seen uh, anybody, uh, any Christian work on the uh, the street. One time in Toulouse, France, uh, we were witnessing on the streets over there, and there was one man that we saw with gospel tracts, and he took some of ours, and we took a, a couple of his. And, uh, you know, our people see the real world. They, they say, we're depriving the people in the, um, our people, uh, from the real world. Uh, the real world, the Lord tells us to separate children from there. I don't know where these people are coming from. They're trying to instruct these unsaved, ungodly people are trying to instruct people how to run a church. But uh, again, I have to say that I'm the world leader, and I don't take uh, instructions to run my church uh, by you unsaved, ungodly people that are claiming that there's sexual abuse at my church and exploitation, uh, that uh, child uh, maltreatment. There's none of that over at my church. and they're talking about the Arkansas law. They don't tell you, say anything about the law of God. But as I said in my last message, we, uh, we're out on the streets more than anybody else in this world, and we're trying to, and we're doing it. We're winning a lot of souls unto the Lord. We are, um, the actual spiritual realm is the real world, because this world, that ever all these newscasters and backsliders and people that don't know the Lord say this is the real world out there on the streets. But that's not a very nice world. It's a horrible world out there. And we try to protect our children from that. Yes, we go to zoos and ice capades. And uh, when they had the ice capades, we we're going to take them this year, but they said they discontinued them. And we take them to, uh, we've taken them over to that place called Disneyland and Disney World. And uh, there isn't anything there that I want to teach our kids because there's no such thing as flying elephants and uh, dogs and, and uh, cats and mice that talk and all this sort of thing. But, uh, you know, we're the leaders. I'm the leader, and you people are supposed to follow. And um, so uh, let's get that over with right now. Let's Let's pray. We eat potato chips, we eat, uh, you know, a lot of people, Christians, they eat uh, burgers, and they eat, uh, of course, we don't eat burgers anymore, because the Lord told me to stay away from beef, 
and also um, uh, dairy, all dairy. But if our people want to eat beef, you know, that's fine. Uh, some of our people had steaks the other night. Uh, I could care less what people eat. I just tell people what the Lord said that you shouldn't eat because of the hormones and the medicines and the uh, all the other things, the uh, steroids inside all these things. A friend of mine, Ray Wilson, who was the owner of American Health Studios and Family Fitness Centers and a whole bunch of those type of things and has been very successful in the health studio business, he said, he doesn't have to take steroids. All he has to do is uh, eat a steak, and he says he, it makes him feel real powerful. But really what that's from, and he knows that, he said it was from the actual steroids in the meat. But let's pray now, and uh, let's talk about Jesus, because the real world is the spiritual world. The unseen world is the one that made the things that you see, and that you're on this planet. God made all these things, and uh it's the Spirit of God that did it, the Word of God. And so the world to come is the real world because it lasts forever. Uh, heaven is the real world uh, that will last forever, and hell is the real world that's going to last forever as well. well. What do you mean? Well, hell is never going to end, and the lake of fire is never going to end. It's That's going to be you people's real world because you're bringing false accusations then they wonder why we don't want you to come to our church and see somebody uh, you're supposed to be children that you abandoned over 11 years ago because you bring so many false accusations against us what happens was the sheriff came to our church and said will you let me see those children so that we i can tell for sure that they are fine. And so I said, yes, let them the, the, them see the children. So uh, from what I understand, they took him over to the sheriff or had the sheriff come over. And it was a lady sheriff and uh, showed him the children. She said, they're happy. Uh, they're healthy. No broken bones. There's no broken bones with children over here. There's no teenage or pre-teenage marriages or fornication like you see in the public schools or out there in what you call the real world. There is no uh, condoms or uh, birth control pills given out in our church. We don't even uh, use aspirin because anybody, anytime anybody has a headache, I just pray for them, and they just laugh, and they're so happy because their, um, their uh, headache is gone or whatever's wrong with them. And hospitals, they say we don't send people to hospitals and dentists. We spend hundreds of thousands of dollars every year sending people to hospitals and to dentists. And then one of these idiots made a remark saying, yeah, that's why they stay with you is because you provide everything for them. Well, what's wrong with that? Uh, the Lord sends uh, the provisions in and I distribute it just as the Lord says. That's the real world, kid, whoever, uh, I know who the person is that said that, and uh, the man is a heretic and uh, was put out of the church because he is. And, uh, you know, he thinks that uh, providing stuff for everyone in the church is wrong. Why, God does the providing. He's the one that gave the manna to the people of Israel. 
For 40 years in the wilderness, bread came up. Uh, it was like uh, coriander seed, and water came out of the rock, and that rock was Jesus, the rock of ages. And, uh, you know, who would want to be worse than an infidel? The Lord gave uh, these people to me to be the pastor of, and he wants me to feed, clothe, and house them. And he sends the money in for me to be able to do that, and so I do it. And then all these people, I want to go into the house of God after they're saying that there's child abuse and that there's um, a child uh, exploitation and sexual abuse. You dirty, filthy liars. You dirty, filthy liars. I'd be happy to let any law enforcement agency come into my church and sit down to a service and then uh, parade our children in front of them. It is as though that never happened before. They've raided our church here in Los Angeles, and over a 100 police officers came on the property because of some uh, Weisenheimer out there, some devil, uh, told them that there was abuse. They made the children take their pants down, and they said there's no abuse at all in this church. Now, how many times should you filthy... Uh, uh, satanic devils want them to do that. All you are is just to harass. So what you do is you just, uh, you're going into the netherworld, not the real world. Yes, you're going to be your real world. The netherworld is, that's hell and the lake of fire. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you will rebuke these people. They say that, well, my husband is into way uh, today like he was years ago. Well, Father, Judas uh, isn't the way he was as he was years ago. But because uh, he's in hell now. And then the lake of fire. Uh, it doesn't make any difference. How many times do people have to lie and uh, cause trouble to a church? And uh, for them not to be guilty of it. They haven't changed. He's still on the news media and everywhere telling people that there's uh, a sexual abuse over here. He's a dirty, filthy liar, and he knows it. And his wife doesn't know anything about us. And therefore, Lord, we ask that you uh, do something to them to make them know that they doesn't do this any longer. Lord, I ask it in Jesus' name. And Father, I ask that you pour out your spirit on this program that you'll pour out your Holy Spirit on this program so that people can hear the true gospel, so people can uh, turn their ears away from these wretched people in what they call the real world. The real world is so full of filth and corruption. Everything that you see happening in the that filthy world out there is negative. And we don't want our people to be part of that world. God doesn't want. He said to keep our children separate from the world. Uh, they want uh, our children to watch the filthy television programs that they've got. Everything is disgusting on television. We used to let people watch TV, Father God, you know that. But people weren't doing anything, and they were starting to get hooked on R-rated films and all the other kind of filth on television. So, Lord, I pray that anyone that is wanting us to bring our children from a clean environment and no abusive uh, environment, 
no place where they're getting condoms and uh, birth control pills, nowhere uh, where they're uh, no place where they're getting sexually abused like they are in the Vatican. How come these people don't attack the Vatican for all the hundreds of thousands of children that have been abused sexually and have been uh, abused uh, uh, physically in every way? They're filthy uh, people, these people. Uh, they're filthy dreamers, Father. Rebuke these Vatican and all these evil spirits, these seducing spirits that are using these horrible people to bring forth these lies against Christian churches. And because of the fact that they want to take our children and destroy them, Father, uh, do that to their children. Let them see what it's like. Lord God, uh, let this uh, broadcast be for the straightening out of people's depraved, sexually depraved minds. That's all they think about. And that's all they think anybody else is thinking about, because that's the way they are. Every liar thinks everybody else is a liar. Every fornicator and child abuser thinks everybody is a fornicator and a child abuser. Every homosexual thinks everybody ought to be a homosexual. Uh, and every type of person, and every godly person wants everybody else to be godly. And so, Father God, give me, uh, pour out your message through me and for, through us here, uh, that people can understand and hear the truth for the first time, more than likely in their lives. And if they've heard it before, well, then let's add the power of God unto them through this message today, and that the souls out in the world will be saved, and that the children, the sons of God, your children, Father, can be strengthened in the spirit. And Lord, rebuke the devil and all these devilish people that are like uh, dogs. They're nipping at our heels, but you've already promised me that no, you're not going to let anything happen to me or the people of this church. Lord, it's your promise. and But you said that you will destroy those that are attempting to do anything to us. So, Father God, I ask, he said, if we don't ask, we're not going to receive. So I'm asking, Father God, that you destroy them in the mighty name of Jesus. Every person that has decided to think that they're living in the real world. No, they're living in the sinful world. All that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Rebuke them, Lord. If you have to take their lives, take them. Lord, in Jesus' name. I rebuke Satan, destroy his works and his people, and Lord, uh, open up doors and give your people health and healing in the mighty name of Jesus, and also give them salvation, those that are not saved, that will be in the mighty name of Jesus, and everyone says, Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. All right, uh, there's a, a mountain. The Lord says in the Bible that mountains are symbolic of nations. And there is a nation of God where all the people are priests and uh, kings. Now, Jesus, I hear other uh, preachers saying this, but I'm the one that said that Jesus is the king of kings, and we are all kings. 
So he's the king of us kings, and um, he's over all of us. And uh, he, we are priests. He's the king of us all. And that crystal mountain is the nation of God. It's clear as crystal. And here I am to sing it for you. Uh, George Matola's wife wrote this for me. I don't know of anybody else that has ever sang it. It's called Crystal Mountain. Way up high, there's a crystal mountain higher than the eagles fly, where love is flowing like a fountain where the soul It's free, and it's free to all who find it. For the door is open wide, but the path is straight and narrow to this mountain way up high. Come with me, come with me up to this mountain. In this world so full of darkness, many people lose their way, never thinking about tomorrow, living only for today. But within this crystal mountain shines the light. Guide the way Just look And you will find It loves the only price you pay Come with me Come with me Up to this mountain to this Where the crystal Where the crystal flow For the treasures You will find there Praise the Lord. All right. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Okay, the media is the mouth of Satan, the Bible says. And um, the um, book of Jasher does say that Rebecca was 10 years old and that her husband, Isaac, was 40 years old. And I said that on uh, on the uh, radio and uh, you just have to give yourself a book of Jasher. It has an orange cover on it. And you'll see, and the book of Jasher is mentioned in the Bible in several different places. But the media is condemning uh, the church that they're raiding in Texas for not being a part of the satanic society, the real world. 
And those backsliders from our uh, church, uh, they, who have become, they've joined the satanic society, what they call the real world. And they now are saying the same thing that Satan's mouth is saying, the media, and what uh, the beast is saying, the government, and the false prophet, which is the uh, Roman Catholic cult. They're saying that um, they condemn churches for not being a part of the satanic society, what they call the real world. God commands his people to separate themselves from this, what they call the real world or society. All that is is Satan's mouth condemning people for obeying God to get, get out of society. But we're in society, those of us of our church, because we're out there on the streets more than anybody else, telling people to repent. And they say condemn people because they say that, um, as I said before, that they think that they're uh, not of the Lord if they're not eating potato chips. But I told them that we do eat potato chips, okay? So and we eat all the things that they do out there, except drugs. They want to, to see the wonderful world of drugs out there and murder and rape. Uh, none of that is happening in our church. And the uh, molesting of children by the uh, Pope and the Catholic priests. Moses and the children of Israel were not part of any society. I wonder if Moses should have taken uh, all those children of Israel to Disneyland, huh? Or to the zoo. Now that isn't what Christianity is all about. That's the world. Even though we have taken our ch children to zoos, and we, we don't believe there's anything wrong with it, but I don't think that there was any Disneyland back there during the age of Moses. No ice capades or anything like that. No movies, no television. And so I guess he was a real cult, huh? Moses and all the prophets, Jesus and the disciples, uh, and the um, uh, all the people that were uh, with him. I don't think so. So Moses and the children of Israel were not ever a part of any satanic society. As a matter of fact, the Lord wanted them to go into the land of uh, Africa there to kill all the people that are of the filthy real world, the real society. Uh, now, do we do that? No, we just go out and kill the devil in them by preaching the word of God, and that's what they don't like. Now, the exception was that they uh, forced, they were forced to be in where the Egyptians beat them and made them kill their own baby boys. That's what the society is doing. And these evil, satanic backsliders want to come into our church to contaminate what they call their children. But, you know, we're much better than a foster home. Foster homes teach the children, they teach them, they catch them at a young age like that, to believe in the uh, things that the world does. But the Egyptians were making the people kill their own baby boys. They were doing it themselves. 
And uh, again, the society is uh, anti-Christ, anti-God and anti-God's word. So in anti-God's Christian children, the sons of God. This again all comes from the Pope in Rome and all those that have joined him like backsliders from not only our church, but other churches. They slaughtered the Christians at Waco. I tell you folks that Satan is doing everything in his power to malign the people of the Lord and to murder them if they can't malign them. And they are slaughtering Christians all over the world. Uh, There's uh, the Chinese, for instance. Uh, One of the Chinese people, uh, the army over there, the government came up to, went into this church and gave pistols to these men and said, shoot your son. And then they put a pistol to their head and said, if you don't uh, kill your son, if you don't murder him, I'm going to murder you. And if they just put the gun down and said, I'm not murdering my son, what they do is murder the person that won't murder his son. This is the real world that these backsliders want our children to go back into. The real world is uh, those of you that are slaughtering, just like the people of uh, Egypt were doing, and just as the people of of the Africa there were doing, which is Canaan land. They were murdering their little babies before they were even born. And you people are doing the same thing out there in what you call the real world. Let me tell you something. God's going to destroy your quote, real, unquote, world, all right? He's going to destroy him. People of the United States must, uh, that are Christians, must speak out about these evil, sinister, supposed to be U.S. government agents. They're not U.S. government agents at all. What they are is a part of the Roman Catholic cult, Roman canon law, who are the homosexuals and Uh, real child molesters. Now, you know, you people have actually been brain damaged so much that you believe that homosexuality is the law it's supposed to be. But I'll tell you something. It's against the law in uh, the United States, but uh, they're not uh, throwing them in jail. Isn't that amazing? And they're real child molesters, like this group called the Brothers or whatever it is, they uh, those guys are homosexuals. They take your children. Isn't that sweet? They take them to the park, and then they take them into a bathroom and molest them. Little children, uh, like the uh, Catholics do. Little children, uh, ages three, four, five, six, seven, and up. They're handing out birth control pills. That doesn't seem to be anything to you. That doesn't rattle your cage, you people out there at all. And condoms to children that age? What's wrong with you people? You're so far gone. What business is it of the government to want to take DNA samples of these uh, polygamists, which is never condemned by God in the Bible? I've told you people what God said to me about Nancy Grace and all you people. You obviously want to see these children taken away from their mothers and dads. 
But God told me that he's going to take her twins if she continues badgering the world about this sort of thing. And all the rest of you people that are doing these things unto uh, Christian people's sons and daughters. They say that they belong to them, but uh, our children belong to us. Those who believe the Bible, who believe God. When a woman comes to the age of puberty, uh, she's actually come to the age, the lawful age of marriage, in the eyes of God. And this used to be the law of the land until Antichrist took such a great hold. Uh, the Roman Catholic cult. They don't even believe uh, their priests to get married, let alone anyone else. These are seducing spirits that will happen in the last days, forbidding people to marry. As a matter of fact, the current age for being married in Texas is 16 years old. Two years ago, that's 2006, uh, it was all right for them to be married at 14. And before that, it was at the age of puberty. I mean, the world is getting more and more corrupt. Can't you see that? This Obama, he is, I have pictures of him over here if you want to see him. I don't feel like putting them on my website where he's wearing a turban, a muslin turban, and uh, the dress that they wear. And he's standing with another one. And they're just a green and uh, you know something it was predicted my boy told me that he heard from somewhere I forget where he told me that uh, the prophet predicted that there would be a uh, Muslim flag flying over the White House is that what you want is a Muslim that hates white people uh, I don't hate black people I want to win their souls and I have won many of their souls and we have many black people in our church I we have more white people but I think in, uh, if you want to add Africa onto our list, then we probably do have more black people in our churches around the world, all the churches I, that I pastor. God gave me this job, and I'm doing it. And I believe God wants me to continue. Um, I know that he wants me to continue preaching the gospel. And so you shouldn't try to stop me. Because God's on my side. If God is with me, it's for sure you're not going to be against me. So the Bible says puberty. And they say, well, it doesn't say puberty, young women. The Bible says be fruitful and multiply. And uh, the Apostle Paul stated I, that uh, the Lord stated that he wants the young women to marry. Those that reach puberty to marry. Now, as I said in my broadcast yesterday, uh, I would be very happy if the Lord never, ever asked me to marry a young girl because they're so foolish here in the United States that I wouldn't be able to cope with them at all. So uh, this is what the Bible says. I will, therefore, that the younger women marry, bear children, guide the house, uh, give none occasion to the adversary, the devil, or the devil's imps, to speak reproachfully. In other words, you're supposed to be married. Other people say they don't believe in marriage. This one person says uh, 
that some most people say we don't provide food for people. We make them eat garbage and all. Dirty, filthy lives. I spend tens of thousands of dollars every month on food, fresh food that the Lord sends in. God wants me to feed people, clothe them, and house them. That's Bible. And this uh, uh, heretic, uh, his name is Tom Alfred. He says, yeah, that's why they stay with you is because you support them. You make sure that they have every need. Is that supposed to be wrong, Tom? Is that wrong? Why have you turned on the Lord like that? Don't you know God's going to destroy you? You uh, simpleton, you demon. All right, so um, that's First Timothy 5.14. There's nothing prohibited about them being married uh, to older men either because they're the ones that are able to support them and their children. All right, so um, I want to get into the Bible here. I could just go on all day about these things, uh, of all these uh, heretics out there saying all these different things, these devils. So uh, the blood is the base upon which uh, we mentioned that. I talked about that the other day. The covenant is uh, established. While the covenant is the contract established, it's established by blood because we couldn't even have any covenant unless uh, our sins are washed away in the blood. Without the blood, a covenant cannot be established unless someone dies. And only Jesus' death meant enough to where his blood would be a, a detergent strong enough to take away our sins. So the contract, the covenant, cannot be established without the blood, much less uh, become effective unless both parties keep the covenant. If God says, here's the covenant, now if you keep it, you'll be saved. In other words, he says that he wants you to give your entire life to him, and that means until the bitter end. But if it's uh, to the end, then it's going to be to the sweet end, that your sins are forgiven and that you'll be going to heaven. So God gives us the power to keep the covenant because when he enters into our body by the Holy Spirit, Jesus says, he then lives in us and we're new creatures. We're strong then. We're not weak. The inheritance which God has given us is recorded in the contract, which is also the contracted covenant. It was, it's contracted. This is the new covenant. Yes, the new covenant, which uh, God made with us through the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. If we break the covenant, the Bible says, we trample the blood of the contract of the Lord Jesus Christ underfoot and put him out to an open shame. And we're worthy to spend eternity in hell and the lake of fire for that. The law comes down upon us again. Now, these people like uh, this Tom Alfred and all the rest of these devils, 
who just loved uh, eating sumptuously in the church when they were here. But they were very comfortable here, but a lot of them wanted to go out and smoke dope, jump rope, and do the things that the people, what they call the real world, are doing. Paul said through the Lord that they love this present world rather than the world that is to come. All right, so now I'm going to get back into the book of Romans. Yeah. And uh, we were reading verse 7, and then we got into verse 8. Well, the difference between, in uh, that's the most misquoted chapter in the Bible, is chapter 7 of Romans. Because Paul is telling me, I lust, I do all these things, I can't do anything without the Lord. At the beginning, he says, oh my God, who's going to deliver me? I, I, I. So the difference between God and I, without God, I am alone. And Jesus said, you can do nothing without me. But when Christ Jesus enters into me or delivers me, I am not I anymore. I died and my life is uh, in Christ. So that summarizes actually chapters 7. Now, verse 21 in chapter 8 of Romans tells us, verse 21, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. See, this is God's power. Uh, I don't want our children to go, and God doesn't want our children, I don't want our children to get into the corruptible world. Because we were all corrupted before we got here, and I really know what the world is like. A lot of people never had enough money to really get to know what the world was all about, but I did. I made a lot of money out in the world, and I did just about everything there was to do out in the world. And I realized that all it did, I thought that maybe there's something in the world that's going to enchant me. That there's going to be something in the world that's going to make me love being in the world. But really there is nothing in there because it's all corrupt. And all it did is made me bitter and really uh, just want to die because I didn't believe that there was any such thing as God. Now these... Uh, uh, most of the people come into our church and people that I, we talk to on the streets, they say, we don't know these things because the churches are not preaching these things. Uh, we didn't know them. So we're righteous because we're telling people what God said. And you people are doing everything in your power to destroy the work of God. So God's going to kill you. So, uh, you know, repent if you can, if you haven't been turned over to a reprobate mind all over and made to believe a lie. So um, we were delivered from the bondage. And that's really bondage to be in the corruptible world. And we were uh, delivered from that corruptible world into the glorious liberty of the children of God, the sons of God. Verse 22, for we know that the whole creation groans and travails in pain together until now. Thank God for Jesus. Amen. Amen. Verse 23. And not only they, 
but ourselves also which have the first fruits of the Spirit. In other words, they're the first ones that preach the gospel. That's the first fruits. So that means that there's the second fruits and the third fruits and the thousand fruits and the millions and the hundred of millions fruits. And the Lord says that those of us that are living in these last days would do even greater works than he did. And why? I believe it's because of the uh, radio and there's a lot of smut and filth uh, and even false doctrine, terrible amount of false doctrine on the television, which have the first fruits of the Holy Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to go to a place where there's no antichrist government and filthy, rotten, lying accusations. We groan within ourselves waiting for the adoption to wit the redemption of our body. In other words, oh, uh, I asked my brother, he, I led him to the Lord, Brother Danny. And I says, are you afraid to die, Danny? Because he was on his deathbed. He said, not at all. I can't wait to go to heaven. And I said, praise the Lord, too. I wish I was going with you. He said, I wish you was, too. And the Lord didn't want me to go just yet. And I wonder why. No, I really don't. I'm just saying that there's so much corruption in the world and so much false doctrine that the Lord wants me to straighten that out before he lets me go. And that's what I'm a-doing. Verse 24, for we are saved by hope. Well, um, faith, hope, and charity. So when we have faith, we have hope, bonafide hope, that we're going to be in heaven. So we're saved by having that hope and by having that faith. But hope that is seen is not hope. So, in other words, I've seen so many things that the Lord has shown me, and so I've seen. And I envy those, even though I'm not supposed to envy, I still, I really don't envy them in a satanic way. I envy those that have faith without having seen as I have. For hope that is seen is really not hope. You've seen it already. I've seen heaven. I've seen hell. I've heard from the people in hell. I've had visions uh, of the future and uh, all sorts of visions of the future and uh, dreams and signs and wonders. For what? A man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? So this, I believe, is that once you get to heaven, you don't have to hope for it anymore. So faith and hope are important in this world, but charity is even more precious in the kingdom of heaven. When we're in heaven, uh, we don't need faith any longer because we'll be able to see it. When we're in heaven, we'll be able, we don't need hope anymore because we'll be there. But the thing that lasts forever is charity. Now, this is uh, Romans chapter 8, verse 25. But if we hope for that which we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. 
Likewise, the Holy Spirit also helps our infirmities. The Holy Spirit helps our infirmities? Yes. Because in this world we're going to have infirmities. For we know not what we should pray. Until we pray, Lord, tell me what to pray for. That's what I do all the time. For as we ought. What we uh, we don't know what we should pray or uh, for as we ought, but the Holy Spirit itself maketh intercession for us. In other words, the Holy Spirit comes down when you've been exercised in the Spirit enough, long enough, for us with uh, groanings which cannot be uttered. Sometimes you just get before the Lord and say, "Oh God, you know when are you gonna?" What is this all about? And uh, then you start uh, speaking in tongues. Because uh, when you're speaking to tongues, if you have the gift of tongues, you're talking to the Lord and the devil cannot interpret that. He can't know what you're praying for. So it's good to be able to pray in tongues. So a man that prays in tongues edifies his own self, not anybody else. But the one that interprets is the one that uh, edifies everyone else. Verse 27, and he that searches the hearts, and God is searching all your hearts, he know, and mine too, knows what is the mind of the Spirit. Because he maketh intercession for us, for the saints, that is, according to the will of God. Well, that's what every true Christian wants, is the will of God. The will of God is not to take our children back into the corruptible world. And the will of God is that we feed, clothe, and house everybody, even our enemies. And so why would this heretic, Tom Alfred, say that, yeah, yeah they stay there because he feeds, clothes, and house them. He provides everything for them. That's what the Lord wants me to do, idiot. Read the Bible. You deceive people by making them think that you know what the Bible says, but you're a heretic. Verse 28, and we know that all things work together for good. So no matter what's happening to you, some good is going to happen from it. To them that love God. And how do we love them? Because what we do is we just continue on no matter what people are saying about us. Because you can't lock against these liars. We can lock against thieves. Uh, those people in Falk, Arkansas, uh, they've been bugging us and harassing us for so long, it's unbelievable. And the mayor over there said, well, you know, we get re three reports on the Alamos uh, every month. And when they get so bad, we just have to call the higher authorities. Uh, really, he doesn't get any legitimate complaints on us. We're as quiet as church mice out there. We have never done anything but good for that city. We bought a park for them. We paid for the park. We paid for the jaws of life. And we paid for their electricity to be turned on when the storm hit over there. We bought a generator that cost $5,000 a week. We've tried to be friends with those people, but they hate Jews and black people so much that they can't help themselves. And they really hate God. They hate the gospel. And so what he's saying is a lie. This man used us as a political football 
to get into office. And he told everybody in town that he was going to run us out of town. But he hasn't, and he won't. Well, of course he's saying these things because the people in that God-forsaken town, but it's not forsaken anymore because we're there. Uh, they're saying, man, you said you were going to get them out of town, and uh, you ain't done it yet. Now, come on. So he gets on every chance he gets to say something uh, evil about us. But um, verse 28 here says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God. Well, why would that work good? Because the Lord said that he's going to destroy all those people in Falk that are doing these things to us, just as he did the West Hollywood Sheriff Department. And so this man was told these things before, but he is not that bright. And so I love God. He doesn't. To them who are called uh, according to his purpose. Well, I'm doing what the purpose of God is. And what he's doing is fighting that. So God can't suffer you to go on any longer. So I would like a public apology and a repentance from you so for your own good, so you could be saved. Now, verse 29, for whom he did foreknow, God knew us before, he also did predestinate. I've been predestinated to bring forth the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, because I'm a real Jew, and you people in Falcate, blacks and Jews. Uh, you're the former headquarters of the Q Klux Klan, and you can't tell me any difference. You burned a cross on a black people's yard, a mixed marriage yard, uh, a couple of years ago and made them leave town. And you uh, wanted to get a lynch party and said that the people in our church would be better, the children in our church would be better off if uh, you people murdered them. And we have it in writing. And we have witnesses, too. So what kind of people are you anyway that want our children murdered? You said because of the abuse. You don't know anything about our church. You've never even been there. You're just making things up because you're evil. So those of us that he uh, called for who God did foreknow, he also did predestinate. He's anointed me to do what I'm doing, to be conformed to the image of his son. Now, those of us in the church are conforming to Jesus. We're uh, making our lives the same as his, but you people are conforming to the image of Satan. You're exactly like him. So the Lord, though, is getting us to be in the image, to be conformed to the image of uh, his son, Jesus that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. So I'm a brother of Jesus. You people hate Jesus, uh, because that's all I'm doing is serving the Lord. Verse 30, Moreover, whom he did predestinate them, he also called. And whom he called them, he also justified us. I'm justified, and you're not. Why you want to go to hell? 
you don't bother me at all because the Lord says, no, don't worry about you people. That he's going to take care of you. But you're not going to like the way he takes care of you. And whom he justifieth, them he also glorified. So God's going to glorify us by taking you out. And he's going to glorify us also by raising us from the dead. If we even are dead by the time he gets here, he's going to be here so soon. Verse 31. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? It's for sure you little hillbillies, you little rednecks, you little nothing devils in Falk or anywhere else, wherever you are, are nothing. You can't be against us because my God is with me. Verse 32. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Are you going to get all things? Nah. <laughs> no, you're not going to get all things. You're going to get uh, uh, death, hell, and the grave. All right, so, um, oh, my goodness, this broadcast has come to an end right now. I intend to do several more today. But uh, let's pray, those of you that want to be on the winning side. God be with you who could be against you, huh? Uh, let's pray. Say this to the Lord so that you can be one of his members of his body, so you can be a son of God, so you can be a Christian. Say to the Lord, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. Not the ones to come, but all the former sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now say to the Lord, I open the door of my heart and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus, Holy Father, Holy Spirit. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul, I know, because your word says so. Your word is spirit and it is life. Uh, you said that all that call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Therefore, I know that you have heard me because I'm calling on you. And I know that you've answered me because I'm calling on you. And therefore, I know that I'm saved because I've called on you. And I thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving my soul. Now, praise and thank the Lord. Raise your hands up and praise him and give him all the glory. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. And now here's Sharon to tell you how you can receive a copy of program number 644. Uh, it's free of charge, including postage and handling. Just make sure you let us know whether you want a CD or an audio tape. Go to alamoministries.com or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370 or fax to area code 479-782-7406. Praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo. Make sure to tune in tomorrow for another powerful, spiritual,
godly message that will keep you on that straight and narrow until you get there. In Jesus' name. Uh, also, here I am to sing for you. Lead me and guide me. That's what my prayer is every day. Father God, lead me and guide me. Lead me. I am tired and I need thy strength and power to guide me, O Lord, oh my darkest doubt. Lord, just open mine eyes that I might see. Lead me, O Lord, won't you lead me? Just open my eyes that I may see. Lead me alone, won't you lead me? I am lost if you take your hand from me. I am blind without thy light. Lord, just always let me thy servant be. Lead me, oh Lord, won't you lead me? Lead me, guide me along. Just open my eyes that I may see. Lead me, oh Lord, won't you lead me? Lead me, oh Lord, won't you lead me?